Hey everyone, welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. I'm Martin, your host and the guy who makes up all these stories coming at you live from Canada. I want to give a big shout out to all my friends in the United States, in United Kingdom, and in Australia who seem to be the main listeners to the podcast. Don't forget, I like hearing from listeners, so if you have an idea for the podcast, just send it to me at dad.bedtimestories at gmail.com. The link should be in the description. Now we're going to move on to episode 119, Dragon Hunters. And hopefully you remember from the last episode that you've gone to a new planet called Dragonstone, and you helped out a new dragon friend by turning into a dragon yourself and fighting against some dragon hunters. We're going to pick up from where we left off there. As usual, just get as comfy as you can in your bed, close your eyes, and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. You wake up and get out of bed. You quickly run over to the window and look outside. You see that you're still in space, flying over the planet Dragonstone. Oh, well, I wonder what we should do today. I think we better go find those dragon hunters. Spaceship, did you find the dragon hunters yet? Yes, Spaceship says. Cool, cool. Okay, we're gonna go on a secret undercover mission to see what those dragon hunters are all about. And then, we're gonna come up with a plan to deal with them. I mean, I know this isn't my planet and everything, and it's probably really obnoxious of me to interfere in the lives of primitive species, but yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm probably, I'm going to try to stop the hunters. After you eat breakfast, you jump in the control center. You sit on the chair, grab the wheel, and press forward on the throttle. You push the ship down towards the surface and quickly fly through the atmosphere until you're soaring above the clouds. You level off the spaceship and fly it back towards the area where you met the first dragon. All right, where's the village of those dragon hunters, you ask? Location indicated. A map appears on the screen in front of you with a little dot that's blinking nearby. You can see where your ship is in relation to it and you use the map to fly your ship over towards the village. As you approach, you can see it down below through the clouds. All right, ship, let's get smaller and then get invisible. Understood. Spaceship begins to glow. It shrinks and shrinks and shrinks along with you inside it until it's the size of a tiny little fly. Then, you see a shimmering on the outside and you can tell the ships become invisible. You fly down towards the village as quickly as you can, and soon you see an amazing village spread out below. There's houses made of wood and some sort of really cool shingles you've never seen before. You fly up to the roofs to get a closer look and that's when you realize these aren't shingles these are dragon scales as you fly around the village you see that almost everything in it is made at least partially out of 
dragon. It's really kind of creepy. There's armor and furniture on display made of dragon bones. There's gliders made of dragon wings. The roofs are made of dragon scales. Most of their weapons seem to be carved from dragon teeth. And most of their armor seems to be shaped to mimic miniature little dragons. These are serious dragon hunters. Their entire economy and pretty much everything about this village seems to be based on dragon hunting. They must hunt dragons as a way to survive. It's too bad they couldn't just get along with the dragons. They could probably have a much more prosperous economy like the dinosaur hunters that I taught to... Wait a second. You come up with the most brilliant idea. An idea that's never been thought about before. Not in this series or any other series and definitely not in a previous episode about dinosaur riders or about, about dragon riders. If you can show the people of this village that it's possible to get along with dragons and tame dragons and even ride dragons, maybe they'll stop hunting the dragons and start befriending them instead. This is a brilliant idea, you say. Okay, well first we're gonna have to show them that we can ride some dragons. Spaceship, head back to that mountain where we met that mother dragon. Understood. Spaceship flies up in the air and as it goes, it begins to transform back to its normal size. And once you're out of range, it becomes visible again. You fly to the top of the mountain where you met the mother dragon before, and you land on the ground beside its nest. This time, instead of the dragon getting angry, it seems to remember spaceship and just seems curious. It steps out of the huge stone nest and walks towards the ship. You walk out of the back of the ship and put your hands out to greet the dragon. The dragon bends its head down and brushes up against you. Hi dragon, I'm gonna need your help here. The dragon doesn't speak, but it does seem to understand you as you explain the hunters and the village and how your plan is to show them that they can work together instead of against each other. In answer to your question, the dragon puts its head down on the ground and allows you to climb on its back. Spaceship, if we're gonna show them something, I think I'm gonna need your help too. Changer, get out here. Changer, your shape-shifting dog runs out of the back of Spaceship as well. Changer, I need you to change into a big dragon too. Changer barks happily twice and immediately starts to morph, getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it's a huge dragon. Now, spaceship, we're going to need another dragon rider. We have to show them that this is possible in more than just one place. Understood. 
spaceship suddenly starts glowing and it begins to transform. It gets smaller and smaller and then it grows arms and legs and then spaceship has turned itself into a robot a really realistic looking human robot would you like me to be the other dragon rider spaceship says uh sure that's not exactly what i was thinking but i guess that'll work spaceship in a new robot form climbs on top of changer and you the mother dragon changer and spaceship begin flapping their wings and flying up up and up into the air you glide down from the mountain and back towards the village as you see the village in the distance the people in the village seem to see you as well they all begin to scatter they start putting on their armor and their weapons getting ready for a dragon attack Spaceship, I'm gonna need some sort of voice amplification device. Do you have anything like that? How about this? Spaceship's chest opens up, and Spaceship reaches inside and pulls out a giant megaphone. Spaceship tosses it to you, and you grab onto it with your right hand. As you fly down, you land far enough from the village that the people haven't started attacking you yet but as they run up to you with their swords and spears and bows and arrows you speak on the loudspeaker spaceship translating of course because there's no way these people speak english people of dragonstone you say you have long fought the dragons but I'm here to show you a better way. We don't need to fight the dragons. We can work with the dragons. With that, you and Spaceship and Changer and the Mother Dragon begin flying higher and higher into the sky once again. You show the people below a display of dragon riding like they've never seen. You on the mother dragon and spaceship riding atop changer fly back and forth across the sky, twirling and flipping and showing amazing speed and grace and agility as you jump through the sky. Next, you show them the power of the flame and the power of the ice by shooting bursts of ice and bursts of flame at the ground around them. You land back beside the village. The warriors approach you a little more tentatively, some of them holding their spears very tightly, some of them still with their bows drawn, not sure exactly what to make out of these new visitors. Then, you see a disturbance in the huge group of people. They begin to start getting out of the way, and somebody else seems to be walking down the main aisle. It's a huge dragon hunter carrying a gigantic spear. This one's almost a giant compared to the rest. 
You've made a compelling argument, but we have never been able to tame a dragon. If you show us how to tame the dragons, perhaps we will listen to you. That's no problem, you say. I can show you how to tame a dragon. It's really easy. All you have to do is, well, I mean, I, I normally use control callers, which is basically a mind control device and arguably questionable, but you know, I'm sure there's a couple ways you explain. You see, the dino riders I used to know back on another planet, they would use food. When they began to give the dinosaurs food, the dinosaurs started to become their friends. I think you can do the same thing with dragons. The people look back and forth at each other, wondering what they should do, and then the leader whispers to one of his commanders beside him. The commander then runs to the others and explains that they need as much meat as possible. It seems that they like your idea of attracting the dragons with food. Good, you say. Once they've collected all of the food, you invite the leader and some of his commanders to jump on top of the mother dragon with you. Let's go find some dragons, you say. The mother dragon begins flapping its wings higher and higher into the air, and you search for another group of dragons. You look high and low, flying above the green grass, the blue lakes, and the huge rocky mountains, until you eventually see a group of younger-looking dragons, almost teenager-looking dragons. They're big enough to ride, but nowhere near as big as the mother dragon. This is probably the perfect place to start, you say. The first thing you need to do is get some dragons so you can get other dragons. Let's go down, I'll show you. You see that the dragons live at the top of a huge mountain. So you fly down to beside where their nest is. The dragons first look kind of tentative, seeing the huge mother dragon and Changer turned into a full-size dragon itself. They can tell that you're much more powerful than they are. All right, now you guys take the meat and bring it towards the little dragons. Understood, but if we get eaten, I blame you, says the leader in a very menacing voice. Don't worry, I've got your back, you say. The leader grabs a huge basket full of meat and starts walking out towards the other dragons that still look kind of tentative. The leader places most of the meat holding on to one piece in its hands, right in front of him, and then backs away. The dragons slowly sniff the meat, realize what it's made of, and they begin to approach closer and closer and closer. 
carefully looking at the man who's put the meat down the entire time. The biggest of the three dragons dips its head down towards the huge basket of meat and takes a bite. When nothing bad seems to happen, it takes another bite. And then it eats the entire basket. It burps at the end and looks sort of sideways at the dragon hunter, as if maybe he has something else that the dragon wants. The dragon hunter reaches out with the other piece of meat and slowly approaches the dragon. The dragon is even more tentative this time, but dips its head down towards the man, sniffs him, and when he doesn't smell anything too, too bad, licks the meat in his hand. The hunter pushes the meat out towards him, and the dragon dips its head down to take it. As it eats the meat, the man brushes the dragon on the side of the head and scratches it, much like a cat, but a, a giant, very dangerous cat. The dragon presses against his hand as if it feels really nice to be scratched on the head. After that, some of the commanders bring huge baskets of meat as well towards the other dragons, and they repeat the same thing. Before long, the dragons and the dragon hunters are getting along great. They're scratching the dragon's chins, and the dragons seem to be putting on a bit of a show for them, jumping around, showing them their flame breath. And eventually, the main dragon dips its head down on the ground, allowing the leader of the dragon hunters to ride it. You have to get on, you say. You need to show it that you're in charge, that you're the rider and it's the dragon. Mm, understood. But if I fall from all the way up there, I blame you. Yeah, 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 you say. You blame me and I, I get it, I get it. Now just get on the dragon. The hunter climbs on top of the dragon and the dragon flaps its wings and begins to fly high up into the air. The hunter holds on as tightly as he can, and once the dragon's up high enough, it swoops down the side of the cliff and around the mountain very, very quickly. You hear the dragon hunter yell for a little bit as things start off, but after a while, he seems to be getting the hang of it. He begins to steer the dragon around where he wants to bring it, and the dragon follows. Soon the other two dragons do the same thing, dipping their heads down and allowing the hunters to ride them. The hunters climb on top and fly into the air. You spaceship changer and the mother dragon fly into the air as well and before long all five of you well five teams of dragons anyways are flying through the sky high above dragonstone 
you lead them back towards the village and land your dragon beside it. The others come in for a landing as well, and all of the townspeople come to meet the warriors. Quick, he says, go get these dragons more to eat. We want them to stay here and think of it as their home. Everyone runs off into the distance to collect supplies to make a little dragon pen where the dragons will be happy. Well, I hope you enjoy having dragons, and I hope you'll think twice before hunting them again. Hmm, having these dragons is much more powerful than hunting them. Thank you, bringer of dragons. That name sounds really familiar to me, but I don't really remember it. Oh, yeah, that's right, you say. I've been called something a lot like that before. Probably because I spend too much time meddling in the affairs of species on other planets. Uh, just something I, you know, philosophically should probably stop doing. But anyways, I don't really have time to think about this. You're welcome, you say. Now, hopefully we'll see you again soon. And I hope to see you with more dragons. The mother dragon begins to run forward and flap its wings gracefully lifting you off into the air. Changer, being ridden by a robot spaceship, does the same thing following after you. You fly back to the mother dragon's nest. The mother dragon lands beside the nest and checks on her young. Seeing that they're all there, spaceship transforms back to its normal shape and size and so does Changer. Spaceship Get these guys some food, you say. Understood. Spaceship sends a team of robots out of the ship carrying a food replicator. They set it up beside the dragon nest and you show them how to use it. All you have to do is swipe your hand in front of the replicator or your giant dragon nose and the replicator creates a huge pile of meat. The dragon looks back at you in shock. This is an amazing device for a dragon to have. You wave goodbye to the dragon and step on top of your ship again. Changer runs to the couch and you walk over to the same place as spaceship lifts off the ground and heads back out into space. You look as the planet becomes smaller and smaller behind you, and Spaceship jumps into super hyperdrive again. You sit down on the couch and you begin flipping through channels on the TV. And as you do, your eyes become heavier and heavier you turn off the TV. You pull a blanket down over top of you that's laying over the side of the couch, and you allow your heavy eyes to close. Spaceship dims the lights, and you begin to focus on your breath. You just notice your stomach rising and falling as you breathe. And as you do that, you let yourself sink deeper and deeper into the couch, 
letting go of all tension in your arms and your legs and your stomach and your face and your head and allowing yourself to drift off to sleep. Good night, everyone. <laughs>